0: Welcome to the second season of What Makes Us Human, a weekly podcast and essay series from Cornell University's College of Arts and Sciences. This season, we ask our faculty, where is the human in climate change?
1: I'm Steve Osowski, professor of wildlife health and health policy at Cornell University's College of Veterinary Medicine and faculty fellow with Cornell's Atkinson Center for a Sustainable Future. In the mid-2000s, I started to spend more time thinking about how our changing environment was impacting our health and about ecosystem services, the things that nature gives us that truly sustain us, such as the provision of clean air and fresh water by forests and the supply of nutritious foods that come from coral reefs and fisheries. I vividly remember going into one meeting where a very agitated Minister of Public Health from a large country in Latin America said, My counterpart, the Minister of Forests, has sold X millions of dollars of logging rights over the past decade. But my ministry, the Ministry of Public Health, has spent orders of magnitude more on the malaria that followed that logging. And so there was just this stark right-hand, left-hand issue in the same government where the vector-borne disease consequences of the way that logging was done, of the subsequent movements of people into what had been intact forest, these consequences were a total externality, meaning the forestry sector wasn't accounting for them. And yet, someone was clearly bearing the costs. So I started to ask the luminaries in the ecosystem services realm why they weren't talking more about health. At the time, it turned out no one was really looking at the health aspects of this, so I assembled a group of environmental conservationists, public health specialists, MDs, and others to hold some brainstorming sessions. We started to look around the world at things like the paper and pulp and palm oil industries in Indonesia, where land is cleared by burning. The haze that gets generated across Southeast Asia causes hundreds of millions of dollars of costs in cardiopulmonary disease downwind, in Indonesia itself, Singapore, and Malaysia. Again, a very real consequence that the industries involved had essentially been ignoring. We noted, too, that about 75% of emerging diseases, like Ebola, arise out of the hunting and consumption of wild animals. HIV-AIDS arose from the transmission of a virus when someone killed and ate a chimpanzee. Yet global companies that log or mine in places like the Congo Basin are not always held accountable for making sure that their workers are well-provisioned with food, so field staff are forced to eat wild animals, increasing the risk of another emerging infectious disease jumping into the human population. So logging, mining, and energy companies are helping to create this exacerbated risk but not bearing the costs. We are fooling ourselves about the true costs of incursions into what is left of wild nature and, similarly, about the true costs of disrupting the global climate system. We have to get better at quantifying these relationships while, of course, being intellectually honest. We can't pretend that intact nature always equals healthy, at least for humans. We drain swamps to get rid of malaria we cut down trees and plant crops to feed people nutritious foods i acknowledge that but i'm interested in knowing where is there a true win-win where do incredibly complex systems like coral reefs and forests and grasslands pay positive public health dividends that we've been taking for granted can we better quantify these dividends in ways that are clear to both economists and the public health community i think we can robust transdisciplinary research is needed To unravel these complex relationships and support really moving science into policy and action. But if we succeed in this new field we now call planetary health, humanity can make more holistic, better informed decisions in terms of land and ocean use planning, public health policy, and environmental conservation. It's critical that we do this. We are today mining nature's capital instead of living off of the interest it generates. And so we're essentially stealing the future from our children and grandchildren.
0: Join us for another edition of What Makes Us Human, brought to you by the College of Arts and Sciences at Cornell University. For more essays and podcasts, visit us online at as.cornell.edu forward slash humanities.